The J. Doherty Podcast, episode number 9, recorded Friday, January 26, 2018. The J. Doherty Podcast. And now, here's your host, J. Doherty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 9 of the J. Doherty Podcast. My name is J. Doherty. It is great to be back. and We have determined a new date for the podcast to be released. Uh, I think my new kind of schedule is that I'm going to be recording uh, the podcast on a Friday. Every time I record, it's either going to be on a Friday or a Sunday. Preferably on a Friday because I can uh, have everything prepped, take the time to write my sh- uh, my show notes and uh, kind of news post for that, or some people would even say it's a blog post. I don't really like to refer to it as a blog post, but I guess that's kind of what it's turned into. Uh, it's basically just show notes for the podcast. Uh, anyway, this is episode 9, and I am going to be publishing this and all future episodes of the J. Doherty podcast he, uh, here uh, on my website, if you're listening there, or on YouTube uh, on my J. Doherty YouTube channel. You can go to my YouTube channel if you go to j-doherty.com slash youtube or you can go uh, and listen to this podcast directly on my website at j-doherty.com so definitely encourage you to go ahead and take a look and have a listen to both of those uh episode or both of those uh, forms of consuming media i guess um and uh, those are both equally good and uh, let's jump into today's topic so today's topic is the iphone 10 now, this thing has gotten a lot of attention by the media and by a lot of tech kind of um, people and correspondents and just overall general attention. Um, and I just want to say that I've had this phone for exactly one month as of today, Friday, January 26th, um, since I got it. So that is how long I've had it for. And if you don't want to listen to this whole thing, the short version is I really liked it. It's my favorite iPhone ever. That's pretty much all you need to know, but if you really want to get into what I like about it, what I don't like about it, what changes I would recommend to Apple to, you know, make in the future, this is the podcast that you should be listening to. Um, first of all, I think, just to give some pre-context, um, every iPhone before this iPhone has had, like, pretty much the exact same design, pretty similar in every way, you know, the, the square screen with the boxes around it, with the bezels, pretty big bezels, top and bottom, pretty big neck and uh, or a pretty big chin and forehead it was pretty bad I mean they were good phones the good design of the phone for that time but now we've moved on to phones with smaller bezels so now we have more screen space on the iPhone 10 in particular um, and you know it's, it's so much more that the diagonal measurement of the screen is 0.2 inches bigger than the iPhone 8 plus so definitely a big jump and kind of a leap in metrics there. But how can this diagonal measurement be the same and be so big? I mean, you have to have kind of fundamental things on any smartphone, which are, you know, the speaker for making calls, the camera, the front-facing cameras for selfies and more. So how do they do that? Well, they really, with this bigger screen, not only with the Forsaken notch that I'm going to talk about in a second, but they 
they created a lot of new features, and, you know, most of the the phones before that we've had, the most of the iPhones, have just had a few, uh, a couple small changes that would take you a couple seconds to learn, and, you know, you never had to think about it again, but there are a lot of new features that I'm going to be going over uh, later on in the podcast episode um, that, you know, they're huge, they're fundamental changes that you really need to learn. Um, so we'll start off with the look of the phone. There are very small bezels, um... In comparison to what uh, the phone was before, all the other iPhones, the predecessors of this phone, um, they're very small bezels. The one thing that p- many people have been very outspoken about is the notch. You know, it's fine. The notch, once you get used to it, it's good. But when you buy the phone in probably the first week, maybe two weeks, if you're really picky about it, it's very annoying, but it goes, in your mind, it kind of just goes away, and then when you look at the other option, the iPhone 8 Plus, or any other iPhone before it, you realize, okay, well, this is actually pretty pretty worth it for this great screen size and other features, um, but with that being said, even though this notch is uh, not the worst thing in the world, uh, to me at least, uh, I do wish that there was a bigger option for the iPhone 10. I wish there was kind of a iPhone 10 Plus, which there are rumors coming in the future about that. I, there are rumors that uh, Apple is going to be releasing for their next launch, their next big launch. Maybe it'll be uh, in March, if we're really lucky. That sounds very unrealistic. I don't think that's going to happen. Most likely it'll be in December. Uh, and I think that's pretty much, that's probably when it's going to happen. So, uh, there's probably going to be a bigger option to look out for within the next year. Another thing about the look of the phone is that it is so shiny. It is very, very shiny. Um, it, it's also very glossy, and especially the white one. There'll be a picture in the show notes of um, how glossy both of the phones are. I personally have the gray one um, because I kind of like more of a toned-down black finish, which it is. It They call it gray, but it really looks pretty black. And uh, there's a stainless steel finish around the top, bottom, and sides of the phone. Um, so you can see that, and that that's very glossy and very shiny, um, and, you know, that, that's really the big shiny part, um, but the back is glass, so that's naturally very reflective, and it's also very breakable, which we will also talk about, uh, later on, so, but, you know, what are some really good things about it? Well, first of all, water resistance, just like its uh, uh, predecessor in 2016, the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus were officially IP67 certified with water resistance, uh, and so was the iPhone 8 Plus, the, the uh, phone that it came out alongside with. Um, it The phone now, for the first time ever, in any Apple phone, including the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus, offers wireless charging, which is awesome. It is really, really cool. Um, you know, the Apple... Does, has not, as of this date today, released their um, own wireless charging solution, but they are going to. They have even confirmed that themselves. They're launching this thing called AirPower, which uh, charges your phone, your Apple Watch, and they're debuting a new uh, charging case for uh, your AirPods, which you can also put down on the AirPower um, device, and they charge all three of them simultaneously which is pretty awesome. Definitely going to be getting that uh, when I have the chance. Um, so that's 
pretty awesome. Uh, it, but I currently use uh, two of the, or I use one of the chargers uh, of the two that Apple recommends. They recommend one wireless charger um, sold by a third-party company called Mophie. You may have heard about it. They do a lot of battery stuff. And that wireless charging technology is Qi, so Q-I is what it's spelled like, um, and th that's Qi wireless charging that they're implementing. And the other brand that you can buy is Belkin. Um, they also offer a wireless charger for the um, iPhone 10, uh, and both of these chargers, this is really cool, the, both of those chargers are sold within the Apple Store and on the Apple website when you when you purchase the phone, which is uh, also pretty awesome. Another big great thing about the iPhone 10, even though that it is the body is pretty small, it still delivers pretty good sound quality and pretty good speakers as well. There's one front-facing uh, speaker and one front-facing or one uh, speaker on the bottom of the phone, so it is now stereo speakers. There are two speakers actively projecting sound, um, and it sounds pretty good. Sometimes, I guess the only time. Now you would pretty much have like feedback or distortion within the audio is when you play it at max volume and have it um, you know sitting on top of a solid surface. Um, that's pretty much the only time that uh, you know I've had any problems with it. Uh, again, there is no headphone jack. <clears throat> 2017 goodbye. Okay, anyway, uh, yeah. So there's no headphone jack anymore with the iPhone 10. Uh, it's pretty much gone. Uh, not only in iPhones, but in pretty much every other phone, and maybe even iPads, uh, or tablets or laptops. It's pretty pretty dead. I would say there probably my prediction is that by 2020 there will be no more headphone jacks manufactured in any products. Period. I, I don't think that's just I don't I don't think it's a reality, um so definitely not no no headphone jack on there none to come in the future in my opinion, um so those are pretty good things about it I mean those are strong qualities but there are some downsides that I've experienced and they're not terrible none of these are like life changing and affecting my daily usage to the point where I've had to call support and you know file complaints about it which I've lucky enough to never have done that but anyway uh i've you know i haven't had terrible problems but some of the downsides of the phone uh the probably the biggest one is that if you drop your phone a lot now and it's not as slippery as the iphone 10 uh it's pretty bad with the iphone 10 it's the most breakable iphone ever i mean it has glass on both sides so if you drop it and it bounces off the floor after you drop it it's pretty much going to crack on both sides. In fact, I've seen someone who has dropped their phone and even had, I think they might have had a case, it wasn't uh, pr protective, obviously, and they broke it on both sides. Um, and, I, you know, actually, now that I think about it, they might have not had a case. I'm not really sure. But all I know is that they, they do break very easily if you drop them, so you have to be very, very careful, especially if you have no case, which I don't think you should not have a case, uh, and also if you have a if you also have if you uh, have a very like light case or non-protective case, just make sure um, that it doesn't fall out of your pocket or you accidentally drop it. Um, and the reason I say fall out of your pocket is because it is also a very small phone, especially if you're coming from a bigger uh, 8 plus, 7 plus model or even 6 plus. They're all the same size. So you're kind of downsizing on the actual grip of the phone. It's much smaller than, it, than you might think it is. Um, and... Also, uh, it's very slippery, so 
you know, it, it slips out of your hands very easily. It slides right across tables much easier than its, you know, predecessors. It falls off easily. Um, actually, there's a there's an interview with Tim Cook, and he was sitting down uh, talking to someone, and the phone <laughs> fell out of his pocket while he was sitting there, and he was like, oh, okay, got to put this away. So um, it's happened before. It happens to a lot of people. Thankfully, it was on a couch, so it didn't break, um, but that's pretty much all I have to say about dropping it and breaking it. Overall, it's just a very fragile phone. Also, there's a big camera bump. This is another thing that people have been complaining about. This camera bump is pretty big. I'm not even going to lie. It, it it can get in the way. Most of the time, it doesn't really for me, but um, some people with bigger fingers, like who often take pictures and have had have gotten used to with their old phones kind of putting their finger in front of or putting their finger comfortably and resting it uh, above the camera now it is a little bit harder because the camera is farther up in the corner in the iPhone 10 and just because the camera is now on a vertical orientation instead of a horizontal orientation it's much easier to get your finger in the corner of the shot or sometimes even fill up the whole shot so that can be annoying um and to save the most probably annoying thing f- for last, the notch. So the notch is a big, big deal. And if you don't know what the notch is, it is. you can look at the pictures. At the top of the phone, the top middle of the phone, there is a rectangle. It's, it's almost like an upside-down trapezoid, where, but it's curved and rounded just like Apple likes to do things now. Um, and it, has, it contains tons of features, which we'll get into in a second. Um, but the notch is pretty, it kind of protrudes the the look of the phone, and most people would come to a consensus that the phone would probably look better if it didn't exist, but you can't really get rid of it, um, so whatever, we'll talk about that later. But the notch, pretty much the word that is, uh, the two words that really describe it, annoyingly noticeable. And that really, I think those are words that would describe someone that have just seen the phone for, you know, a couple minutes or seen it, um, you know, with with people before they buy it or, you know, when they're in the store about to make the decision. And if you're if you're at that point, what I would say is that once you have the phone for a while and you use it pretty much on a daily basis, you don't really notice it anymore. It's kind of built into the experiment experience. So, um, you you know, it, it's pretty it. it doesn't really get in the way as much as you might think it would. Um, so, and also the notch, I mean, if they didn't have the notch, you have to put stuff somewhere. You have to put the speaker, you have to put the front-facing camera, you have to put more features like Face ID, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, you know, they could have, they have to put stuff somewhere and they could have gone done this completely different. They didn't have to put the notch. Um, you know, some companies like Samsung have put finger pr- fingerprint readers on the back, uh, so, but that's obviously to Samsung. They could have put a fingerprint reader under the glass using infrared technology, which they were actually rumored to be doing, but didn't have time, um, so look forward to that in 2019, maybe, um, and actually, no, 2018 and 2019, um, and they also, another thing that a lot of people were thinking about, they could have invented something totally new and be very innovative and think of a new kind of possibility for them, uh, to make or, you know, make the experience better, maybe not even have a notch, or just come up with a totally new, clever way, um, to, you know, to put it there, and implement it in more, more securely, more easily, just kind of, just fits in, um, but that's kind of all the bad stuff about the notch, 
the good the good stuff about the notch and don't don't like you know yell at me in the comments for saying this the the notch is pretty built into the user experience with the iPhone 10 um with Apple built-in apps and a lot of uh mainstream apps so all the apps that are optimized for the iPhone 10 are made by Apple um probably work the best but some apps still even some very few mainstream apps need to redesign their dimensions for the iPhone 10 uh Amazon Alexa <coughs> um whatever. So Amazon uh, kind of pretty pretty neat, pretty much needs to redesign their Alexa app for the iPhone 10. It's pretty annoying, but it, you know, it, it'll be fixed, I'm sure, uh, at some point. Anyway, uh, you know, if if you if you go mainstream and use all the basic apps that most people use on their phone, it's not a huge deal. Um, you know, it, with the notch, it's built in, especially in things like Twitter, and actually the Amazon app is, you know, uh, built in. All the news apps, for the most part, um, have integration for the iPhone 10, so it's pretty well optimized. Um, so it's, it's you know, it, it's a pretty good experience with the notch. Uh, another thing that's pretty awesome with the display, uh, with the phone, is the display. <laughs> uh, the display is the first ever what they're what Apple's calling Super Retina Display. It's kind of a marketing tactic, but you know whatever. The, it is the the Super Retina Display um, contains the first OLED ever. We have been waiting for this forever to be in an iPhone. OLEDs in an iPhone was never a thing until September of 2017. So I was very happy about that. Um, and if you don't know what OLED is, which I'm sure most of you do, but if you don't uh, OLED is a technology that is basically a light, uh, light emitting diode with with tons of like really flexible, really really thin sheets of um, what encyclopedia refers to as electroluminescent material, and they use it for small displays. And basically, what this thing in short does is deliver great resolution and deep colors while also saving a tremendous amount of power and making phones thinner. So it's pretty awesome. It doesn't, there's really no bad things. And Apple even said that this is the first OLED display good enough to be in an iPhone. Which is, again, a marketing tactic. Anyway, there are also some big benefits of the display as well, such as now it supports the P3 color gamut as well, um, and it now has uh, support for HDR or high dynamic range, which is pretty cool. Um, and there's True Tone. So if you don't know what True Tone is, it's this thing that Apple invented with actually that was originally on the iPad, um, but it adapts to the color around you and optimizes the display accordingly. So if you're out Outside, um, and you know it's cold out, or if there's a lot of uh, you know uh, you know cold colors around you, like blues, then this way will have a slight blue tint. Or if it's kind of warmer and there's warmer colors around you, uh, like browns and yellows, it will uh, kind of it'll change the display accordingly. It's a very small tint, but it kind of makes a difference, especially if you're like trying to go to bed and you're using your phone. Not only will the display brightness go down, but also uh, the, uh, the it'll adapt to the color around you. It's what I've heard. Um, there's actually, in, in Apple's presentation, they had a sleep study, and that was where they revealed all that information. You can go to Apple.com. I'll link it in the show notes below if you want to see the exact conference. Um, anyway, so with this whole entire display it being so big and being an OLED, they want to take advantage of all the stuff they put in there. So they had to sacrifice something. Something that we all knew and loved for so many years, the home button. 
they took away the home button, and now it's all gestures. So I'll go over some of the gestures. Now if you want to go home, you swipe up from a little bar at the bottom, which is in pretty much every app if you want to go home. You swipe up and to the right to view the multi-view window menu, which is probably the gesture that takes the most time to get used to, I will say. It took me quite a while, and here's a little pro tip. If you swipe up and to the right, uh, instead of swiping up and holding, it gets there way faster. So if you if you're swiping up and holding and waiting, then you know you don't have to you don't have to worry about that anymore. Swipe up and to the right to do it faster. Also, um, if you want to get to your control center, this was a big question. Uh, if you want to swipe to get to your control center, you swipe up from the right or swipe down from the right. I'm sorry. And uh, if you want to get to the if you want to get to the notification center, you swipe down from the the top or the notch. So I just swipe down from the notch to get there. And if you want to get to the search bar, you know where you type in your apps and find a series suggestions, then you uh, swipe up from the swipe down from the middle to get that. So it's a lot of stuff, but very easy to get used to. Um, and speaking of the notch, you know they they got it. They got rid of the iPhone. Or <laughs> they did not get rid of the iPhone. They got rid of the of of the home button. So now, how do you how do you unlock your phone now? Um, and it's Face ID. So it's facial recognition. And my experience with Face ID is it's it works well most of the time. I mean, it's not terrible. Um, it can't be fooled except for identical twins. It's also pretty fast. Um, and it's way more secure than before. And according to Apple, uh, one in fifty thousand people uh, would be f failed with Touch ID, but now with Face ID, it's one in one million. So definitely big margins there, but still, uh, Touch ID was pretty fast, and Face ID is just going to get better with software updates and maybe potential hardware updates in the future. Uh, also, it still recognizes you. This was a big question as well. If you grow a beard, change your hair, put on makeup, anything like that, it will still recognize you regardless of what you're doing or what you're wearing uh, or how you look. And another thing uh, is that it works very well in the dark. I tested it in completely pitch black, and it worked fine, uh, mostly, mostly because it uh, doesn't even use the camera to unlock your uh, face or to use to you know do that. They don't even use the camera. If you cover up the camera and just use the sensors that they built in uh, on the phone, then it, your face will just unlock perfectly, which is pretty awesome. And the way it does it is uh, it, it projects infrared dots, like virtual infrared dots on your face to unlock the phone. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, I'll have source links in the description, which is pretty awesome. Um, and so with this, actually, the, the with this kind of whole concept of the iPhone 10 and, you know, exclusivity and everything like that, they brought in this thing called Animoji. Animoji is basically 3D animated emojis that you can send to people uh, through text messages, and it is an exclusive feature that people are saying is the whole reason they're buying it. <laughs> Whatever. I, it's it's kind of uh, just a stupid thing that they put in there as kind of an exclusive to the iPhone 10, which they could have put in any other phone. They don't even use the amazing face tracking technology that they that they use for Face ID. They just use the camera for Animoji, which can be somewhat annoying to people. But, with that said, Animoji is actually pretty good at tracking your face, so some uh, some people have been creative and made, like, kind of cartoons out of these, which, like, actual edited cartoons and things like that, so that's kind of interesting. And, also, there's new lighting features with the camera, another big thing, 
with the phone. Um, and so, and also there's a portrait on the front and the back. And still, you have what if you had uh, an iPhone 8 or 8 Plus or 7 Plus before, uh, you still have that 10x zoom, so you can zoom in 10 times. Uh, which is pretty awesome, uh, and, you know, that's pretty cool, and also, uh, as I said, there's portrait on front and back, so you can take portrait selfies, it does, it works terribly f from my experience and from others around me, uh, it looks like the Photoshop lasso tool, that's kind of like an insider's joke, uh, <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much what it looks like, it doesn't look good, but it'll get better in software updates. And also, the thing that I want to mention the best for last is the amazing tech specs of the iPhone 10, it's extremely powerful. It uses uh, Apple's new A11 Bionic chip, um, which Geekbench like close to MacBook Pro speeds when you really push it, which is awesome. And uh, there's three gigabytes of RAM installed on the phone, which is a crazy amount uh, for especially for an iPhone. I mean, a couple years ago, actually, like I would say, ten years ago, maybe even less, we were having two gigabytes of RAM on computers, and now we're having three gigabytes on things that are, you know, very small. So that's really awesome. Um, and for the iPhone, for the Face ID, obviously you need a very secure format and way of doing things and unlocking the phone. So Apple inv in kind of what they created what they're calling a neural engine. So you might have heard of a neural network, and they're using convolutional neural networks to scan your face. But the neural engine, the thing that's powering all of this, is in your phone. It's like a little chip in your phone. Also, if you really want to get technical on that, I'll leave links in the description, um, or in the show notes. Uh, so, it's pretty awesome, and, uh, another big thing with this big, very powerful chip and, uh, more advanced camera is that it's going to be helping with augmented reality, and very advanced augmented reality, things where it actually looks real, like the things are, you know, being motion tracked, so if you pan your phone over, uh, you know, it, it stays, it stays in place, and if you go closer, it looks like you're actually getting closer to the object, and, you know, all that kind of advanced things are coming very soon with augmented reality, so that's what Apple has really been advertising in, uh, in in what they're doing, especially with the advancement of iPhone of the iPhone, um, not only with the iPhone 10 but also with the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus. They're really big into the augmented reality world. Um, they're very happy about it. So I think that it's definitely gonna pretty. It's it's gonna do pretty well. This iPhone 10. It's been selling pretty well, and there are some rumors that uh, there that Apple is discontinuing the iPhone 10 completely when it is uh, you know in dis in September. They're not gonna have. They're not gonna offer it anymore. Uh, just like they did with most of their phones when they're done selling them. So that is kind of a downside to it. I'm not totally have I mean and again these are just rumors and this none of this is confirmed I don't even pro I don't even believe the rumors quite honestly I don't even think that that's going to happen I think they're just going to keep it maybe not do a price lower like they normally do um but I think they're going to keep the iPhone 10 and let it live on even if they create a new iPhone after it. So that's pretty interesting um, to hear. With that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it's been, uh, it's helped you in some way or advanced your life and, you know, worth your time. I really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. We're on episode 9. We're going to keep it going strong. You can go to j-doherty.com slash 
podcast to listen and find out so much more. Sign up for our newsletter. We're getting so many people to sign up uh, as a result of not only the podcast, but also the video. We really appreciate all the signups. Please, please, please sign up to get the uh, news that w- for all of us, and we offer tips and tricks and exclusive content, looks into future content that's going to be published, so much stuff, and all you need is an email, and it's completely free. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time for me here. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I'll see you next time. Every Monday, this podcast comes out. Goodbye. Goodbye.